Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Heel Turn, our live weekly wrestling show and the official podcast of ProWrestling.Cool. It's not just cool, it's vehemently anti-Al. I mean, have you seen those things' legs? <laughs> no, I don't want to see them ever again. That is inhuman. Are you saying fuck that Al? I'm s- yes, every day. But not all literally. Because his legs are freaky. I know! <laughs> oh boy. People should not look up Al legs. Or actually, you know what? You should look no, up Al legs. No. You need to know. No, no. Everybody no. needs to know why fuck that Al. I mean, aside from all the lawsuit stuff that we'll get into. And John, you know what you should do with that picture? Ooh, what is that? Delete! Yeah. We, we are here to talk about Raw, SmackDown Live, 205 Live, WWE NXT, and WWE Backlash, which is a week from this Sunday. Woo! I'm, I'm Owen. With me, as always, is John. And we are, of course, joined by all of you out there in Internet land. Isn't that cool? Exactly. Because we're streaming live over Mixler.com slash Zonecast. We're monitoring our chat there and our Twitter at The Heel Turn. So send us your questions and your comments, and we will get to them as we deem fit. Owen, I have a announcement for you. Uh-huh. This will be my last appearance on The Heel Turn podcast. That's a lie, because you say that every time. Uh, except this time I actually mean it because I don't know if you know this, but I am now the director of the FBI. Oh, I, I thought that was a little Guido. You know, it was, it was a hard fought battle, uh, between us, but you know, there are some, there are some problems. He had a, uh, another name on the ballot there, kind of disqualified him. You know, it made things a little difficult. How did let's you say. Get, how did you get around Big Vito? I mean, we'll have to talk about it off air. It's a little, uh, I made some things happen. Were they disqualified because the BC boys sued them? Maybe. I make no, I make no guarantees that this wasn't exactly what happened. Do you get that reference? I actually don't. Because their theme song is pretty much No Sleep to Brooklyn. Oh, Yeah. Right? Right. There you go. You know, I never really even thought about it, but now that you say it, it totally is. It totally is. I mean, then again, knowing ECW, they probably did enter No Sleep Till Brooklyn. Yeah, but WWE also had the theme. <laughs> well, yeah, just like Balls Mahoney got his amazing, not big balls, but totally big balls. Yep. Wrestling licensing is stupid. I don't understand why not big balls, but totally big balls is acceptable, but fucking self-high-five is not. That is a crock of shit. Hey, John. I don't care how many times you say it. Not big balls, but totally big balls is not the name of this episode. I refuse. Okay, that's fair. I don't, I think iTunes will flag us and not let us be on the iTunes anymore. Okay, I mean, I wasn't even gunning for that, but... Okay, but you just kept saying it, I was like, he's just gonna try to... Get it in there, but nope. Big balls. No. I just like talking about big balls. Basketballs are big. There's the NBA playoffs happening. They are sure beating Raw in the ratings, but we'll get to that in a second. Oh, is that, do you have that for news? Yeah, sure. I mean, or, or, or is that for your Raw discussion? No, that I mean, that's that's the news of the week. That's the biggest news of the week, probably. You should. 
probably write it into our show notes, which people can view by joining our Patreon at patreon.com slash PWC. Oh, right. This is the time where we do that. Yeah, give us money. I mean, you don't have to put it that way. You can be a little nicer. Okay, give us money, please. That works. Okay, um, I'll, I'll let you do that. But yeah, our Patreon number went slightly higher this month. Did you the see numbers that? don't lie. Did, did you see the number got bigger? I didn't, but I repeat again, the numbers don't lie. Well, I mean, it just went up by one. <laughs> because it's, math is weird. It's cool. The numbers don't lie. True. Speaking of not lying, uh, we're not going to do any fake news. We're going to do some real news. Whoa! Do you want that? Sure. All right, then let's head into the news. Hey, John. Shoo-ba-da-bop, yeah! News time! There it is. Well, t- since you didn't write into the notes yet, why don't you tell me about the, the raw ratings? Hey, you put it into the notes, I don't know. Right. Uh, yeah, the raw ratings were real fucking bad this week, and granted, you know, there's a lot you can look at there, uh, and I'm sure that there are a lot of apologists that will make very many comments about... Uh, how they went up against uh, the playoffs, uh, the basketball playoffs, so and were the the second highest rated thing on cable behind that, uh, and how also how they were in the UK this week and also next week they will be there too. Oh, they so, are. I didn't know that. Uh, they said it was a two week tour. Weird. So I mean, unless like when did the tour start? I get. I, I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna look up. Uh... What, where next raw is you just yeah they mentioned a two-week tour so yeah you look that up but i would assume it's going to be uh, overseas again anyway the point being uh because it's overseas they you know tape it like pre-tape it and then show it you know on normal time in america because who the fuck is going to watch raw at like three o'clock in the afternoon when it happens in the uk or two o'clock in the afternoon that's crazy but it also means that people can read the spoilers and everything. So, you know, there's a lot of reasons not to watch it. Also, the fact that Raw has been absolutely shit awful. Hey, John. So there's that. Yeah. Uh, Raw next Monday is in Newark, New Jersey. Oh, really? And then SmackDown is in Manchester, New Hampshire. Well, I will be sure not to go to that. I mean, why the fuck would you go to Newark anyway? close by i can honest i could literally take also like it's a, in new jersey yeah but i mean like the, also it's newark yeah but literally the the fucking prudential center is like okay. right next to the train station it's, all right hold you on you barely john. have to be in new jersey john all right let me let me rephrase this it's monday night raw that's a way better argument yeah. now you're speaking my language it's sir like over three hours no. Again, now you're speaking my language, sir. You you just had to know how to sell it. You had the tools, you just had to know know how to sell it. Well, and now go you do. easy on you first, and now I'm going to have to like just convince you no, do not go there. It is bad. Again, I was never going to go. There are better wrestling shows in the area in the next couple months you could go to. Again, I was never going to go. Okay, good. I don't even remember what we're talking about. Yeah, the ratings were really awful. They got, like, 2.47 million viewers in the third hour. Like, they lost, like, 40% of the audience. You know why they lost all that audience, John? Because 
a bunch of people said, this show's bad. I'm just going to read the spoilers and see what happens no. happens later, which is what I did. And then I watched the rest of it the next morning because, uh, you know, I have to well, because you make me. Well, yeah, but I'm also saying what you could have done. I, I think most of those people decided to tune out and go to Twitch.tv to watch my new live show that I do every Monday. Oh, God damn you. What? I started it in the last hour, so it's not a coincidence. It's not paranoia. It's the ozone. Now you're just shilling for things that aren't even on this fucking website. Like, ah! No, I just, I just wanted to make that stupid Usos pun. It was bad! Don't do it again! Also, I, I do plug this website on the, on the uh, stream thing. So I guess that helps. Cross-pollination? I will fight you. You should, you should you should just like not watch the last hour of Raw and go watch my stream over at twitch.tv slash ozone online. I will fight you where you stand. I mean, why? Because I'm telling you not to watch the last hour of Raw? No, just because I want to fight you. What's the problem? Oh, okay. Well, come to, come to Philadelphia. Let's, let's do this. Anything else about Raw ratings being bad? I mean, I feel like it's pretty self-explanatory. Raw's ratings are really bad. Also, the nobody's, show is really bad. Nobody's watching. Yeah, the, hey, nobody's watching a bad show. What a coincidence. It's And yet, people don't care. I will have some things to talk to you about Raw when we get to the Raw section. Okay, sure. I may have not watched, but I talked to some people and I saw and listened to some things. Yeah, I've got some things to say. Yeah, my, I mean, honestly, is if you read the column uh, about last night over at ProWrestling.Cool this week, uh, you could see that my interest in Raw basically was, I'm just going to Raw Rapid Fire round up this entire show because fuck this. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, my plan was to basically, it's Raw Do You Care, the entire thing. So y- you, take the, you take the stage when we get there. Okay. Speaking of Raw, I've got some news. Sure. I, I- I like the way I phrased it in the notes. Did you see it? No. I mean, I do see it, but it's it's fine. I'm not saying what it says because people can subscribe to our Patreon to see it. But yeah, Braun Strowman's hurt. He sure is! Did you see him on Raw and then sling and say, "That's that's a fun way of selling it? Yeah. Except it's not selling. He actually needed elbow surgery. Whoopsies! Or was it shoulder surgery? Uh, I heard it was elbow surgery. Yeah, although they're they're saying in in uh, in kayfabe that it's a torn rotator cuff. But yeah, it's from everything. Confused. Yeah, but from what I heard, it's uh, it it is actually he has an elbow injury. He's out four to eight weeks. Jeez. Remember how Braun Strowman's the best part of Raw? Yeah. Now you don't have him anymore. I mean, if they're smart. Which they're not. They'll do the they'll do the Stone Cold thing, and he can't wrestle. But we can still have him show up and fucking like scare the shit out of people, and yeah, be a badass. But his whole like, thing is lifting things and being scary. So he has like some run-in shit that he does. But shouldn't he just be like resting and getting better? I mean. You could do both. Nah, I think you should just take some time off and Raw continue to plummet into obscurity. 
You just wanted me to suffer. Well, yeah, also, because the ambulance match that was supposed to happen, Extreme Rules is out the window now. Can't do an ambulance match with one arm. I'm aware. So, yeah. Good job, Roman. You you hurt him. Is that what happened? Did Roman hurt him? I actually have no idea what happened. I I want to say this is probably a lingering thing, but, I mean, who knows? Yeah, maybe it, it maybe was. something happened when, like, he went through a fucking ambulance door. I mean, that was pretty awesome. I was awesome! Don't get me wrong. I was way into it, but there's no way that that couldn't, like, not kind of suck to do. Yeah, I'm sure he enjoyed it, because he fell into a big old pile of boxes. Big old pile of boxes was pretty good. Funny. Yes. Hey, John. Well, what's that, Owen? Would you like some positive news? Sure. Well, earlier today, as in a couple hours ago, as we're recording this live, uh, Danny Bryan and Brie Bella had their child. Yay! Congratulations to the both of them. Your child has a weird name. And also was a week late. Fine. Yep, it's fine, but still, they had a week, extra week to change the name, but they didn't. Oh, yeah, sure. That That is very true. Bertie Joe Danielson. Bertie. Bertie. Like, not a nickname. Bertie's not a nickname. That is a McDonald's character? It's very close to Birdo? Yo. Yeah, what if, what if they named it Birdo? I would have been into that. I'm gonna name my child Birdo, fuck that! Only if she could shoot eggs out of her nose. Mouth? Is it nose you or were, mouth? You, you were going, getting some real dangerous territory with that. I was like, shoot eggs out of her, uh-huh. No, I, I said nose. Then I said mouth. Because I don't know what... What is that thing Birdo has? Is it a, bird, like a, is it a nose or a mouth? Snout, I'd say? So, how does Birdo eat? Birdo just feasts upon the the souls and flesh of the living. It's it's fine. Oh, is this through the pores? Yeah. Okay. That's, that's Sucks fun. it up like a straw. Wait, is is, is this snap just a giant straw? I mean, isn't everything just a giant straw when you think about it? I mean, my iPad isn't. You're just using it wrong, bro. I mean, I did it. And I tried, and now it's all fucked up, and I probably need a new one. But you got a pretty badass straw. I mean, it tasted like electricity. I had to lie down for a couple days. Good for what ails you. <laughs> By lie down, I mean I was unconscious. Again, good for what ails you. I mean, yeah, I... I don't know. But congratulations to Brian, Daniel. Please, for the love of God, Brian, come back. Please come back. The talking smack not doing so oh well in his God. absence? This was the worst talking smack of all time. Okay, I can't wait to talk about that. But first, you need to tell me about this news story that that is next here, because what? You don't know about this? No. Oh. Is that why he wasn't on Raw this week? I have no idea. Maybe because he didn't want to go over to the UK. I don't... Whatever. 
I mean, I feel like it's more likely they just said, Apollo Crews, uh, no, we're not doing that. Yeah, but Titus O'Neil is uh, currently being sued for (laughs) $1.2 million. What? By a cameraman. What? From an incident a couple years ago during a taping of Swerved. Where, do you you remember the bit where they were getting electrocuted? Yes. Well, they had the electrocution chair. Yeah, well, Titus did not have a good reaction to that. Oh, no. As in, when he did that, he kicked the camera out of a cameraman's hand and fucked up his hand a little bit. Seriously? Yeah. This is is what he's suing over? Yeah. Because people are stupid. And also, WWE has a lot of money. Uh, uh, you know, WWE's going to cover this if it actually becomes a case. Yeah, probably. But man, Tice Brand is doing pretty okay. Is it? No. Okay, well, I'm sorry. I wasn't sure about your sarcasm there. No, because someone brought up. I'm trying to remember if this was on a, a podcast I listened to or if it was on Bring It to the Table. That someone, I think it was on Bring It to the Table, where they mentioned that uh, Titus being a manager is the worst idea ever. Because if you look at the picture of him with Apollo Crews, he makes Apollo Crews look like a tiny person. <laughs> you're not supposed to make your, your the person you're managing look small and inferior to you. That's all I'm saying. He's very tiny. Yeah, but Titus should not, should not, you know, should crouch down or something. Or put on a shirt. Titus is very tall. He is. I got one more bit of news if you want it. Sure. So that women's tournament's happening. Yeah, that... Do we have any idea what that is? Yeah, it's a women's tournament. Is it like, are they using it to just get a bunch of new women in the company? What what was the Cruiserweight Classics call? Creating a brand new television show. What do you think the goal of this probably is? I mean, are they going to create a women's only wrestling show? Maybe. Very likely. No one can confirm it, but it's very likely. That's what you're doing. That's... Uh, I'm... I'm cool with that idea. That's a good idea. It's just it's surprising for them, and also it means it, John, like... John, is it surprising? Because it seems like they want a million shows on every single day of the week. Yeah. That, that, that UK so. show is starting up, I think, either this month or next month. It's fucking finally. Well, they did the tapings while they were over there. Oh, really? Yeah, you didn't know that? No, I didn't. Yeah, they had the tapings, which is why the thing that happened on XT happened. Ah. Uh... Remember they're having a certain match at uh, TakeOver? Yes. It's as if they had the number contendership show uh, match on that show, which is probably airing after TakeOver, which makes no sense. Well, you know. I mean, I don't know. I'm... It makes no sense. That's the point. It's WWE. Nothing also, Tyler Bate defends his title on that thing, even though he's going to be defending it at the takeover. So you kind of know what's going to happen. 
whatever. It's weird that they're doing this. It's kind of interesting that, you know, the ITV uh, wrestling thing they were trying to do is uh, kind of shelved for the moment. Which totally opens the door for what if WWE is doing this right now just so they can get that slot on their TV. Hmm. Did, did you hear anything about this? Did you not know that the, who the announced team is? I have absolutely no idea about anything here. The You're com- going to have to clue me in. The commentary team for the UK Championship show is Nigel McGuinness. Okay. And Jim Ross. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Damn, they, they flew in good old JR? Well, yeah, it's why he's part of why he signed a contract with them. So we can do this. All right, then. So there you go. Now you know. But back to the women's tournament is happening in July at full sale. 17 countries are going to be represented. People like Ruby Riot and Kimberly are going to be in it. And the finals are scheduled to be at the end of August. Okay, so we'll have like a bunch of already NXT and other people presences. Yeah, like some unused ones that they've signed already. What? It's kind of like the Cruiserweight thing. They tried to sign everybody from that thing. So, obviously, they're going to try to sign a ton of people from this. Well, I mean, the thing is with the Cruiserweights, I mean, aside from, like, two people, like, two or three people, those were all, like, brand new people. And they signed, like, a ton of them. It's true. They did sign a ton of them. I'm I'm not saying it like, oh, they're not going to sign them. I'm just saying it like, you know, I feel like it's a big difference between, say, like, that and, like, the UK A division where... That's all new people that they brought in. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be more like the Cruiserweight, where they had a couple people that were already signed. Okay. But yeah. Think of it more like the Cruiserweight Classic, because the uh, UK thing was only two nights. If you remember. I do. Whereas the Cruiserweight thing went over a couple m- months. It's true. And was taped at full sale, like this is. So yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh We'll probably cover it on this show. Should be should be good. Sure. I I don't know if I can handle watching a, another weekly show though. We may just have to tap Michael and say, "Hey, write a thing for this show for us, please." He's got nothing going on. Well, all right then. Not like he also writes for for video games. Those things are terrible. They are pretty terrible. That's why we didn't talk about them today. Is that it for news, John? I mean, unless you got something else that you're not telling me about. Everything's terrible. I hate everything. Except yeah. for SmackDown. Eh, I watched a little bit of SmackDown. I wouldn't be so hot on it. Uh, we'll talk about it. Because you may not have seen the good parts. Did, did you see anything with Brazongo in it? Are we talking about it now? Or are we going to talk about no? No, no I'm just asking you. No, I'm just asking if you saw the Brazongo stuff. I saw the Brazongo thing. I saw him call London the Foggy Apple, and that was pretty funny. Okay, well, we'll talk about that in SmackDown. Talk to me about Raw live, no, live to tape in the UK. Uh, Dean Ambrose and the Miz were co-general managers because cool Kurt Angle's not there I thought this is the part where you asked me if I care 
Do you care? No. I'm waiting for you to rant, man. Like, you were telling me that you had a whole bunch of stuff about Raw that you wanted to talk about. Fine, you want me to talk about it? Let's talk yeah. about it. Let's hear it. The crowd Start this conversation. The crowd Let's go. fucking sucked for that night. Yeah. They did not give a fuck about anything. No, they didn't. Did you see the crowd during the Sasha Banks match where they were chained for something else in the crowd? Yeah. Good stuff, huh? Uh-huh. Remember that Sasha was, Banks? Uh... <sighs> not really, honestly. She yeah. didn't seem like she was having a good time, though. No. No one is. No one on Raw is having a good time right now. It's all terrible. And yep. I mean, in part, can also, you blame Emma's the hurt. crowd for not being fucking stoked? Yeah, I'm, I know, Emma's hurt, and it's the... Ugh. Yeah, ugh. I didn't put it in news, I just wanted to say it now. She's hurt. Whoopsies. Great. You you know what hurt her, right? No, I don't. Sasha Banks, with your double knee stomp thing. Really? Uh-huh. Yep. Good times. You know another fucked up thing about Raw that crowd was? Yeah, sure, let's hear it. You want to know why they were so quiet for most of the show? Because the show was bad? And yes. And, also not e- and not even a UK crowd that is starred for WWE content could get that show over? Also, the thing where they took the microphones from the crowd and they turned them down because they don't want to hear them? Yeah, sounds about right. That also happened. Confirmed. Sounds about right. The crowd was singing fucking gibberish most of the night. Yeah. I had no idea what they were even talking about most times. Yeah, because you couldn't hear them. Turn it down. They don't, WWE doesn't give a fuck about the UK people. Except they want them to watch a UK show. Please clap. I mean, in fairness, again, it's like, I, I've, I don't want to defend them here because... WWE doesn't ever deserve defending in any capacity whatsoever, but, you know, things are shitty. Well, Everything's you, real shit. Well, you know what, I don't, I don't blame them for turning. I don't blame the crowd for revolting on a show that's bad. I don't blame WWE for being like, oh, fuck the crowd. It's their show. They can do whatever they want. But it just seems like nobody's learning the lesson. What's, um, what's the lesson? Stop supporting this shit. Cancel your network subscription. It, a lot stop of going did. to their live shows. A lot of people are. Are they? Yeah. I mean, are they like? Cause they it, lost a ton of people last quarter. Did they lose a ton of people from the network last quarter? Yeah. After after they got their month of WrestleMania, and they're all like, "Now nah, we're good." Okay. That because the thing is, like, from everything I'm hearing, it's like. They're still having, like, their most profitable years or whatever. It's like... They keep raising the prices. Yeah, and I mean, that's the only... Really, the only thing I can think of is that, like... I... I mostly want to... I'm... Just fair warning, I'm I'm not going to go into two specifics here, because this is a column, that, uh, an article that I'm thinking about writing. Uh, but... I just think about that, the whole thing of, like, you know, that they're... Think of, like, Jinder Mahal. Think of, like, like the the Chinese dude that they signed to NXT who was in, like, the, the okay. Andre Battle Royal for, like, two seconds. Yeah. Like, it feels like they're doing the thing that Hollywood has done of making up the windfall of American audiences are tuning out because they don't care about your bullshit anymore 
to just playing so broad and playing so worldwide that it doesn't matter that like, okay, well, if they're not buying it, we'll just find other people that are, which, and that, you know, leads to things like Jinder Mahal being made a star for some reason. I'll talk about that most probably more next week since I'm going to be doing my predictions. No, but John, you bring or bring up a point that I was about to bring up about the the worldwide thing. Another reason they're the most profitable is because of those TV rights that they are selling all over the place, and they're making them a lot of money. Especially when you have, you know, three hours of Raw and then two hours of SmackDown, plus all the, the other is, extra shows that they're doing. The thing is, it's like you you can't. And here's my problem with this. And again, like, I, I don't want to go into too much specifics because, again, thinking about an article here, but like, you can't, that is a short term thing that you can't fucking play that for too long. Like, you can't play the idea of, like, whoa, we got these TV rights because then you're going to have to renegotiate the TV rights and people are going to be like, what the fuck? Look at your ratings. You keep dropping year over year. Like nobody cares about your shit. Like they're basically at impact levels right now. But here's the thing, John. You're just looking at the U.S. numbers. You don't know how the numbers are overseas. They might be just as good. It's true. And again, like they might be fine. And if that's their play, is we're just we don't care about the U.S. market anymore, and we're going to play international, then. That's fine, I get it, but then they're also doing that kind of poorly. Well, it's Finchick Man, you know. Like, there, you know, again, there's an argument to be made about, like, having a, a diverse worldwide show and having that be the thing that you do. Like, for God, God knows that's exactly what Vince Sr. did for most of, like, WWF is like, you know, Bruno San Martino was the Italian guy. Hulk Hogan was the, the Irish guy. Mm-hmm. Bob Backlund was the all-American boy. Pedro Morales. Like, you know, they, they were completely playing on that stuff. And, like, if what you're going for is a worldwide audience and, like, you want to have, like, someone, like, each one of your, your you know, cast members represents and speaks to a different contingent and is made to do that, then that's fine, but then there's still the part where it's basically an American-centric show where the foreign influences are tokenized. Yeah. Whoopsies. Also, if you realize, you know... Vince! On the pay-per-views, they always show every single commentary team. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing I was, like, you know, the thing I was thinking for the entirety of Payback was, like, Jinder Mahal's entire reason for being there was to justify the new Hindi denounced team. Mm Mm-hmm. But, you know... If if he get if he takes that ball and he runs with it, kind of like JBL did, you know he, they may have you know fallen into this, but actually created a new star. And we will get to it when we talk about the the Raw or the SmackDown. But I'm gonna be honest with you, Hero, and I'm just not seeing it. I I I kind of am because again I was there for when he turned into JBL. And I'm seeing a lot of that in this. But we'll have to... But like JBL, you know... And even JBL is bringing this up. This is probably his one shot. 
and he has to make the most of it. Because if this if this push fails, like with the crowd cap, you know, game behind them or against them, then he's probably done for good. So we'll see. We will see. Give me my three MB reunion already. Nope. That's all I want. That's all I care about. Nope, that'll, just, that'll be like a WrestleMania kind of in-joke backstage or something. Nope. Incorrect. Mm-hmm. Okay. But also the thing, John, about the crowd being such shit on Monday. They were great on Tuesday. Okay. They were really good. They're extremely and everything going on, and even... 205 Live had the most lively crowd that show's ever had. It was incredible. I'm gonna be honest, I watched a little bit of 205 Live, and that's not saying something. The crowd was still kind of dead for a bunch of it. Not really. I disagree. I mean, they were watching the matches, but when the big stuff was happening, they were reacting. Yeah, they were reacting, but, you know, I feel like there. then you get moments like the opening segment where the crowd could not have been more dead. What are you talking about? They were, they were ridiculous during the opening segment. We will talk about that during 205 Live because you, you must have had it on mute or something. You missed out. I feel like, you know, they we got a couple cheers for Austin Aries and we got a couple cheers for Jackie Boy, but it wasn't like... John, we will talk about that when we get to it. All right. I need to bring your focus back to the Monday Night Raw. I don't have anything else to talk about on Raw. What about the Roman Reigns showing up? D- d- no, bad. Yeah, Get it away. Run. He attacked the Strowman. The Strowman ran away because he's hurt. Get it away. Okay. Uh, the Alexa Alexa Bliss fought uh, Mickey James, right? Yes, she did. Are you enjoying having the goddess? I mean, I like Alexa Bliss a lot. I, I, I like, I appreciate that she has basically won every single match and gotten the pin in every single match that she's involved been involved in since winning the title. Uh, whereas, like, how many fucking times did Bailey lose non-title matches as champion again? Well, like, because every time, because Alexa Bliss is a heel, she cheats to win. That's how it Still. Was. And and Bailey was kind of shit as a champion, so of course she lost. Still, I'm just saying. I it's agree. nice. I like it. Do you like Nia Jax as her buddy now? That's fine. Well, don't do you follow Alexa Bliss on social media? No. Because for the longest time, like even before she came up to the main roster, uh Nia Jax and Alexa Bliss are like BFFs for realsies. Aww. Like, they do a bunch of goofy stuff on, like, Instagram and whatnot. So, having them being able to carry that over to the actual TV is really nice. You, you Alright, then. You should really check it out. It's, like, back in NXT at the live events, they did Q&As on Facebook Live, and they were hilarious. I won't check it out, but that's cool. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, t- I'm telling the audience to check it out. Because they are... They prove that friendship is real... Now it's actually happening on the TV. Um, what else happened on Raw? I'm trying to think, because I didn't watch it. I just looked at the stuff to write my uh, statistics and laughed. Miz and Finn Balor had a match that was fine. Nope, because 
The Miz tried to disqualify him, and then Dean Ambrose restarted the match and killed all the momentum of this. I mean, the Finn won. That's what mattered. Yeah, isn't that weird? The two people fighting for the Intercontinental Championship next week both lost? I know, crazy. It's as if fuck that belt and fuck everyone involved. Well, I mean, in fairness, how how are you going to be able to stop Bray Wyatt? I mean, he's a, a big scary. I can't. I can't do this. Yeah, you can't. Don't don't even try. I can't. No, just no. So, John, using the power of pro cool, heading into the Intercontinental Championship match next week, would you like to know the records for the two competitors? Why, sure. Dean Ambrose's record is he is currently ranked 14th overall with 5, 6, and 2. Okay. For a difference of negative 1. The Miz is ranked 30th. He is tied for the worst with a record of 1, 8, and 3. But he's the Miz, so I mean, come on. of negative seven. Again, he's the Miz. That number of contendership match is the only win he's had this year. He's the Miz. The only he, win. He's the Miz. He's legit regardless of whether or not he wins. Is he legit anymore? Yes, because he's still great. Is he great? Yes. The material the f- they seem to be giving him on the Monday nights is not great. It's not, but he's make it's again just like with SmackDown. He's making the most of it. Like, it's not great material, but he's doing he's doing fine. He's enjoyable. People are excited to see him. The crowd was obviously excited to see him in the fucking like opening segment before you know everything went to shit. Okay, like I'll take your word for it. I just feel like he's not reaching the heights he did on SmackDown quite yet. Because you don't like anything on Raw, which, again, fair, hey, hey John, fine. You also don't like anything on Raw. Yeah, but I'm not a fucking weird mark that can't accept that SmackDown's also not very good like you are. I, I, you know, I don't accept lies. That's all. SmackDown's the best, and I'll hear none of this. Whatever. Do you have something else to ask me if I care about it? No, I I have already made my point clear that I don't care. I thought that was my bit to not care. I wrote an article on the website. You can go read that article. That's as much as I care. Over at prowrestling.cool? Yes. Like that's an actual URL that works? Are you a Reddit person? I'm, I'm just an internet person, man. I hate everything. I could I could go into further details about that, but it would be super offensive, and I don't want to make that kind of joke. So you are a Reddit person. Okay, why didn't you just say so? Set me on fire. Sure. Oh, God, I'm on fire. Tell me about the SmackDown. Ah, I, need to put it, I need to refresh myself with a nice, cool dose of the blue brand from the Tuesday night. It's SmackDown Live! Also you're from the, London. You're the worst. I am absolutely the worst. But you know what's not the worst? SmackDown. It's great. Well, all right then. They had the opening segment was fantastic. What was the opening segment for Raw? 
Uh, Dean Ambrose talking in the ring with The Miz and a bunch of people. A bunch of people? Yeah, Bruns showed up. Kalisto showed up. Oh. Is that cool? I mean, it it was an opening talking segment that was 20 minutes long because Vince McMahon thinks that's how good shows begin. It's not. This show had a talking segment that opened the show that was really good and featuring a lot of people. I don't know if I'd go that far. Randy Orton came out. He says, I'm that. a snake man, Randall Snake Man. Rat, rat, rat. And this is the fuck that fridge. Which, no. Fuck that fridge. Stop no selling the fridge. Ginger Mahal's a bigger threat than a fridge. And then Ginger Mahal came out and says, Look at my pictures! Oh, so you did see this segment. Yeah, I did. That's why I'm I'm saying it wasn't very good and you're a crazy person. I liked it a lot. Ginger's like, look at these pictures. I'm the Maharaja. I'm going to win the belt. Fuck you. And then Kevin Owens came out and said, I'm the face. I'm the new. F-, which, if you saw the side graphic, it's it actually has down. He's the new face of America, which is great. He came out with his crazy graphics and he says, I'm the U.S. champion, which means I'm you know, next in line for the WWE Championship, because that's how the belts should work. I mean, he's got a point there. And then he says, I'm going to become the... He said, fuck both of you. I'm going to be the the new face of WWE. Again, I'm not going to argue with this. Kevin Owens sounds like he knows what he's talking about. And then what was great was that when he was saying that, the crowd was chanting, so he says, well, you guys aren't paying attention, so I'm going to say it again even slower. And then also, fuck you, I'm going to say it in French. Yep. Just because I can. Which is great. She made a Brexit joke. I mean, Neville almost did on 205 Live. Oh, without actually saying it. But I I read between the lines. I, I think I'm the only person that got that, that I've talked oh, to. Oh, Jesus. But anyway, yeah. Tell me about it later. Mm-hmm. Then AJ Styles came in and said, this is my house. This is my house. I'm the, this is the house that I built, even though it's named after The Rock. Says, welcome to my house. And the Flow Rider showed up. Nope. No, that did not happen. The best part was Baron Corbin came out for no reason, just to be angry. He's like, I'm I'm out of suspension. Rawr. That's... Which Sami Zayn said, fuck you, and attacked him. And then everyone like decided, oh, we're going to fight now. Reason. So that set up the six-man tag for the main event. I liked it. It made logical sense why we're going to have this match. And it also solved the problem SmackDown usually has of, yo, we got all these feuds, but we don't have enough time. So let's all just combine them all in the main event and give the UK crowd a cool match. So they did. I guess, but I mean, here's here's my counter proposal to you. What's up? What if instead of that, they just began the show with, like, five minutes of talking and then went on to the fucking wrestling. No, because they got to have everyone get to say their bits and and fill up for the pay-per-view that's a week from Sunday. I thought it was How about you can do that in a more concise and smarter way than just everybody talks and gives exposition now. How about... And they need to stop doing this, because it's bad storytelling. It's just bad fucking storytelling. Man, you're so critical. I I had a good time with it. 
Why, why do you hate SmackDown so much? Because it's bad when they do it on Raw. Like, it's just a bad, shitty crutch that they need to stop. And people need to stop being like, oh, it's fine, whatever. It's, you know, it's what they do. Yeah, it's what they do. And it's a thing that's always been fucking shitty. Because Vince McMahon doesn't know how to run a fucking wrestling show because he's too busy being like, oh, we make movies. I'm a storyteller. I mean, it's better than just having the main event happen for no reason. Or the main event happens because it's a wrestling show and people wrestle on it. I think the difference is I actually like the storytelling stuff along with the wrestling. Maybe it's just me. I like a, I like a mix. I'm just throwing it out there. I don't like wrestling. They just have for a show sake. that does. I'm with you on we don't need wrestling for wrestling's sake. But they also have a show that already does that and does it much better. Don't say talking smack. I'm not going to say talking smack. I'm obviously talking about NXT. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of talking segments. They do, but they also know how to fucking balance it, and they don't just begin every fucking episode with a goddamn soliloquy. Well, because they only have an hour. Still! It's... Okay. Like, assume that your fucking audience knows what's going on. I, I would not assume that, no. Because they're bad! Like, they're just actually bad at this, and they assume that everyone is a fucking idiot, and, like, hey John, every single person that is watching the show is a person that hasn't seen fucking an episode of SmackDown before, so we need to fucking baby spoon-feed all of them, even though the fucking audience is dwindling, so of course the only fucking people watching it are people that know what's going on! You're not expanding your fucking audience. I think you're giving the the WWE universe a little too much credit. Maybe it's just me, but I've I've been places with some some of the WWE fans that aren't like super hardcore, and boy, they they don't know a lot of things going on. They also don't care, and that's their prerogative, and that's fine. The problem is that we're increasingly getting to a point where those people just aren't showing up anymore. Like, those people have just dropped off completely. Well, they'll be back when Brock Lesnar shows up. Don't worry. Buddy. Will they? Of course they will. It's Brock Lesnar. I don't know, because it feels like they can't go to that well, keep going to that well enough times, because it's like... I mean, he's they, been gone for a while, so I think that well is starting to fill up with water. The people don't come back, though. Like, the people don't come back in huge droves. They get a spike. They get, like, things looking better, but, like, they don't get the audience back ever. Of course not. Who's They're right? not long-term building anything. Oh, John, that's because wrestling is bad. We cover. We understand this. You need to, you need to accept it, John. It's and yet you're here just like, oh, everything's fine. This SmackDown's great. Yeah, SmackDown's great. <laughs> I'm talking about Rock. That's why I brought Brock Lesnar. That's the flagship show. Everything's It's on the fire. same shit! Nah, it's blue on here. I'm wearing my blue tinted glasses right now, John. Don't don't ruin this for me. Don't make me call mistaken. I will do it. John, let me let me have my happy place. You're you're trying to light it on fire, so it's also burning like the Monday show. Because it's basically burning already. Stop being an arsonist, John. You're just living in denial me, and hoping that if you ignore the fire, it'll just fucking go away. Let me be my happy. It place. won't, John. 
<laughs> do you it's gonna keep losing fucking audience. John, do you understand? SmackDown's gonna be just as dead as Raw, hey, and I can't wait to see what the fucking ratings are for this this week's episode of SmackDown because I guarantee you they aren't gonna be fucking great either. Hey, John. Maybe a little bit better than Raw's, but not by much. Hey, John. You want to understand something? What's that, Owen? Have you looked outside of wrestling at the world and how everything is terrible? Yeah. I'm trying to find my one bit of happiness in this world, and it's that SmackDown is a good show, and you're trying to rip it out from under me. So please don't. <laughs> Let me have this. Let me have some happiness in my life. Only when you give in to the hate can we start to destroy the uh, the, the, uh, the old gods. You mean Vizic Man? Yeah, that one. Fuck him. We're gonna get him. Um, hmm. Maybe. I'll, we'll talk about this off the air, because I don't think plotting to murder somebody is something we should talk about on a live stream. Ah, what are they gonna do? Again, as I said, I'm the new director of the FBI. Like, literally, they, they can't do anything. J. Edgar Hoover tried to get Martin Luther King to kill himself. John, you understand that the, uh, the president... Basically, if you're the FBI director, you can do fucking anything, it seems like. You understand the president of the United States is, like, best friends with Vince McMahon, right? Yeah, I do. Yeah, we, we should probably just, like, leave him alone for now. Or at least for the next four years. Or hopefully less. Your turn. I mean, I'm just sitting here thinking about the hilariousness of two people, like two people who have absolutely no friends whatsoever, are best friends. That's the way. I mean, that's you and me, right? There's your heel turn moment. <laughs> God damn it! Speaking of friends, the welcoming committee are friends. Yeah, they sure are. Charlotte doesn't like having friends. No, she doesn't. I... Uh, why? Why? Why are they making Charlotte a face? I mean, I'm, I appreciate I like that... I appreciate that they're doing the tweener thing and having it be like, she's aligned with the good guys, but she still sucks and thinks she's better than everybody because she's a flair. Yeah, like, this is the thing I like about it, is that... That's smart, and it's good, and it makes me hope that, as we talked about last week, they're... They're building up to to the Flair Sting tag team moment, which they totally are. In in my dreams, they are. Yeah, in it, exactly. But John, what what I'm saying is, I like this because the past couple weeks, it felt like they're making her face too quickly, and it isn't earned, or I don't believe it. Yeah, definitely. Whereas this week, they built they focus more on, yo, she's Charlotte still. She fucking sucks. Yeah. So and she's totally doesn't understand how a fate being a face works. So she's ruining everything. She doesn't need to. She's a Charlotte. That's her whole thing. She's genetically superior to you. She's a fucking flare. A flare should never be a face. End of story. Yeah. So I feel like what's going to happen is that they're finally going to get her to be on their side for the six woman tag. And then afterwards, she's going to attack them and say, well, fuck you. I want the belt. The only reason I got this is to get rid of them so I can get back into getting that belt. Didn't they have the six-woman tag already? No, the six-woman tag is a backlash. Oh, whoopsies. Which they're setting up. That's why they had the backstage segment where Becky was pointing out, yo, we need to 
form a bond to be able to beat them because they are totally on the same page and we are not. Bring it to the floor. I like Charlie's comeback as of what are you going to do to me? Glow all over me? It's true. Okay, I, well. I thought it was... I thought that... Naomi saying she was going to snatch Charlotte Bald was way funnier, though. I, I like I like all this. I like this dynamic with this team. Because that did happen once! Yes, yes. It, well, it's also a saying she says. I know. I've heard her say it before. I mean, I, you know... Look, man, someone who used to be in a relationship with uh, with a black woman, hearing someone talking about snatching people's weaves is something that you hear a lot. True. But I'm saying that I like this dynamic of this team. It's getting all the women on the show in, or in the division involved in a storyline to you know set the stage of this is what the division is going to be going forward after the shakeup. So I. I'm into it. As long as this isn't the constant thing that's happening, it's just for backlash, and this will spin out into other matches, including one for the title. I'm all for it. It's better than what they're doing with the women on the the other show. I mean, clearly. Like, what you have is... Is is Bailey still going after the title? Um, yeah. I think. And you got Sasha... Having matches with Alicia Fox that no one cares about. No. I mean, it's Alicia Fox, though. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, we don't, have, we don't have a woman on SmackDown where you can say, oh, it's that person. Even Tamina's getting interesting now. I mean, I'm not sure that I'd really say that Alicia Fox is part of Raw. She's wrestling matches on it. She mostly existed on 205 Live for the past, like, eight months, though. Yeah, but she's been wrestling matches on Raw. It counts. Like, two. Two matches. Yep. Still counts. Sorry, she's your problem. Remember Summer, right? I don't think it's a problem. I like Alicia Fox. I wish that Alicia Fox was actually be used in a decent fashion. Remember Summer, right? Who's that? Uh, We don't need to talk about her, then. But yeah, I'm enjoying what they're doing with the women on this division. In this division, and I'm looking forward to seeing if they actually have Charlotte go full face, or if she's just using them to get rid of the Walkman committee. It'll be good. I don't know where this is going, and that's exciting. You know, what I do know is going in the right direction. What's that? Brazongo. The the best part yeah. of the whole show. It was all right. But it was it was all right. Did you see the notes that Tyler Breeze had? Yes. Fashion foe and then Paul's pointing at the bulldog. Yes. It's extremely good. It's pretty funny. The the old foggy apple. That honestly was my favorite part of the entire bit. <laughs> I don't know. I like the part where Fandango tasted the paint and said it was lead paint. <laughs> Which would which would kill him if it was real. <laughs> and he's like, only one team. Also <laughs> would kill the Ascension if they were putting that on their bodies. Exactly, but it's the Ascension. They're crazy people from another wow. dimension. Okay. They're, they're from the wasteland. They want to welcome you to it. But yeah, the fact they did that, and also they're calling you Suzy Yogos. 
I mean, naturally. And then also the part where Fandango kicked the door and then when nothing happened, he just opened it. <laughs> I love all of this. It was great. The Ascension were, were even great in it. The line where where Tyler Breeze says, I'm getting too old for this shirt. Because he had an oversized shirt. To Fandango saying, you'll grow into it. Which makes absolutely zero sense. It's all good. I love this. Did you it's also thing. did you also like the part where they changed the uh, the Law and Order noise to just them doing it? Yes, that that actually was my second favorite part with the sparkles. Oh, it's so good. I love it. It's great. I, I love Rosango. I hope this keeps up after Backlash, and I hope they actually win the belts. It's so good. Did you did you see the match with the Ascension? Yeah, it was fine. I mean, it was fine, but did you see the what happened afterward? No, I didn't see what happened afterward. You didn't see, like, the craziest Usos promo ever? No, I didn't see the Uso promo. Oh I, my I God. knew that the Usos cut a promo, but I just didn't see it. John, I, I don't know how I'm supposed to hate these guys. They are so damn funny. To the fact where even they were, like, cracking up in the middle of this promo. It was so funny. Because they were talking about how in 12 days, you know, they had the match. And what happens is Jimmy kept saying 12 days, and then Jay had to say what the, uh, what the Rosango were going to be doing that in those days. And it just kept going. Where he just had to keep up coming up with shit, and it was just getting weirder and weirder. It was just so funny. I can't, okay. do, it, I can't do it justice, because they were actually cra- cracking up in the middle of it, because they just... All this was being made up off the top of their heads. And it went way longer than they expected. <laughs> it's great. The are Sounds awesome. like an Austin promo. Steve Austin or Austin Aries? Steve Austin. What? You know. Yeah, that one. It kind of was like that, but the crowd was also chained 12 days along with them. It was good. You, you should watch that promo. It's really funny. I'm really looking forward to this match with these guys. And for real, please give Brizango the belts. I want them to bedazzle the shit out of them. Um, I have a question. Here, I'm going to say something, John. You tell me if you care. Okay. Luke Harper and Eric Rowan had a match. Do you care? I saw that match. What do you think about Rowan's mask having a ghost in it? Or a demon? I think maybe, maybe it's the demon mask. I um... is, is it the mask from the Goosebumps book, The Haunted Mask? It could be. Because that, that was a demon mask. It could be. Who can say? Okay. What did you What did you think about the part with the mask? Eh, fine. I'm more so surprised that Eric Rowan won. I'm not. This Eric Rowan's getting a push. What? I mean, they just brought him back. Like, yeah, but it's Eric Rowan. Yeah, but they just brought him back. Luke Harper's so much better. Why not push that guy? Because they have no the fucking idea what to do with Luke Harper. Oh. And admittedly, like 
I have no idea what to do with Luke Harper as a babyface. You know what you can do with Luke Harper? What? You could buy his new merchandise over at WWE Shop. Did you see that? No. They're selling the the tank top that he wears. Sure. It's just, okay. It's just a fucking black tank top. It's amazing. Okay. <laughs> what, is he fucking Dean Ambrose now? No, it doesn't say anything on it. It's just a black tank top. That they're Ambrose's selling. blank tank top doesn't say anything on it. Doesn't doesn't have like an Ambrose logo on the back or something? I don't think so. Maybe it's the same one. It's what I'm saying. It's what's what I'm saying, dude. It's that fucking Luke Harper. The reason they don't know what to do with him is because he's just Looper Dean Ambrose. Oh no! Man, Dean Ambrose has no hope, does he? Nah, man. Why do you think he got sent back in time to kill himself? Oh, I. Huh. This is fucking my head. I can't do. It. I can't do this. Let's talk about the. Did you see the Dolph Ziggler Shinsuke Nakamura thing? Yeah, they course corrected the fuck out of that. It's great now. Was it bad before? Yeah, the the thing where we kept saying he's Michael Jackson, and then like kept hammering it in until it wasn't funny. Yeah, no, true. And, but... then, and then also saying, "Ah, you don't speak English. Fuck you." Yeah, true, but I mean, I don't know. Now it's... I've been wrestling in this Dolph company sucks. for so long. And what the fuck? Why do you guys not care? Why, why are you chanting for the man who hasn't even wrestled a match? Because you suck, Dolph. Come on. Yeah, but that's that's my point. Like He's acknowledging, like... No, fuck you. You suck. I like it. I like that Yeah, no, it's, it. it's, it's better. And also, I like the part where the crowd chant NXT when he said he hasn't wrestled any matches, and it, and and Ziggler said, "Yeah, they're gonna edit that that part out." I thought that part was pretty funny. I thought that was really good. They didn't edit it out. They they, they pulled a uh, Owen during Echo Chamber where they say something like cut something out or edit something, and then I just leave it in with them telling me what to do. But yeah, then Nakamura came out, did his dance, and said, I'm going to fight you right now. Did not call him a Shiba Inu, which is disappointing. Well, I mean, he's not. Bobby Roos the one that looks like a Shiba Inu. What kind of dog would you call Dolph Ziggler? John, it's obvious. He's Dog Ziggler. No, but what kind of breed? What was Dog Ziggler? Uh, he was like a Chihuahua, I believe. Yeah, there you go. No. He's scrappy and small and sucks. No, I'm thinking it's more like he has like his big stupid like yellow hair that's all stringy and gross, so it's a dog that has like gross hair. It's like a lot of dogs. I'm I'm not a dog person, John. Gross dog, way of the samurai. <laughs> Boy. Is that what this match is now? I'd probably be a lot more stoked if it was, not gonna lie. Come on, it's, it's Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah. What they what they gave us now is that, is they actually let him be physical and show off some of his strong style, including that fucking kick. Again, I'm no shade on Shinsuke. I love Nakamura. I don't think there's any argument that I don't like Nakamura. 
but you know my opinions on Dolph Ziggler. I've heard nothing but great things for their dark matches, so I am looking forward to this match. I'm sure, again, I'm sure the match is going to be fine. I'm sure that the match will be well wrestled. I think this is a great starting point for Nakamura for the. Video. I think it's a great. I think it's a great starting point for Nakamura. I think that Dolph is the perfect opponent for him. It's just a problem of like the Hardys. You could not pay me to care about oh, Dolph Ziggler anymore. Well, I'm I'm, I'm paying attention because I like just like you could not pay me to care about non broken Hardys. Well, that's fair, but I wouldn't compare Ziggler to that. I think he's good person for this feud, and I'm paying attention for, for, to him for this feud. Probably not afterward. But for now, he's got my attention. Good for him. I'm looking forward that's to That's a problem. That's, that's like a serious problem that, like, they just have nothing for this fucking guy that, like... Again, it's the thing that we talked about, like, uh, the comment that the guy made about how you need to look at WWE now like a sketch show where it's just like, hey, maybe your favorite character shows up and who knows what crazy thing happens this week. Like, long term, it's just fucking ruining shit. Like, long term, like, cool. It's great that, like, we're excited about Dolph Ziggler for once. But if it doesn't last, then what's the point? Well, see- Why does it matter that we care about Dolph Ziggler if come the end of Backlash, we're not going to care again. But see, that's the thing, that's just me being pessimistic. Perhaps they will have future plans for him. I just don't know what they are. I don't know what you do with him after this. But it's a SmackDown writing team, so I have faith that if they're going to do something, it'll probably be good. I mean, it's not, you say it, that, I mean, he's not, he's yet- not feuding with The Miz again. I don't know how much of this Dolph stuff for the entirety of his NXT run, or his SmackDown run, I would call good. Well, maybe he'll move on to Ty Dillinger. Remember that great SummerSlam match? No, because it didn't happen. I remember the mediocre one. Do you? Yeah, I do. Like, a lot. Okay, well. It was bad. Can I talk to you about the backstage promo that Sami Zayn had? Sure. Did you see it? No, I didn't. So Sami Zayn was backstage with Randy Orton and AJ Styles and getting them hyped the fuck up with a game plan for their match, which was hilarious because Sami Zayn was talking 100 miles an hour and just being super stoked and, like, trying to get them to, like, finish, like, his his line of thinking, but they were just like, no. Ignoring him. It was really funny. Because they're like, one. they were painting Sami Zayn like this like, big nerd who's just like, overexcited to be here and everything. And the, the two stars. Can you blame him? Yeah, I mean, I, I can't. But I just think the reaction of, you're talking to two guys who just are stoic and don't give a fuck and just, it was really funny. I mean, one of those guys literally announces that he doesn't want none. Sure, he did not want none of this because at the at the end he had he was told him to close your eyes and like imagine you know the the announcer announcing them as the winners, and when he opens his eyes and the camera pans back out, they're gone. They left them. Wow, this was great. I 
I really have to give Sami Zayn this kind of mic time to just, you know, be goofy and build a character instead of just, I'm the underdog guy. Like, no, now I'm the nerdy guy that's, you know, scrappy and no one seems to like. Fun. I'm I'm happy that they're letting Sami Zayn build out a character. I hope they give him more opportunities. Instead of just being the Russell man. Um, did you see the Mojo Raleigh stuff? No. Holy shit, dude. Why would I care about Mojo Raleigh? Oh, you should care, because this is... This totally fed into the Pro Wrestling Not Cool canon. Because what is one of our favorite characters who is featured on the, uh, the album art for Wrestling Wayback? Jack Swagger. No, he's not on there. The Ghost of Andre the Giant. Okay. So this <laughs> this fucking video is Mojo Raleigh taking these kids on a tour of backstage of SmackDown, and then reveals that he flew all the way from the U.S. to Andre Trophy, and he's like telling these like stories about how great Andre was and how. He was different from everyone else and wouldn't let anyone bully him and became the greatest. And it just... Be a star! And it just seemed like he was talking about as if the trophy was Andre. And if you read my article at the Cool, I figured it out what this character is now. The ghost inhabits the trophy, John. And now Mojo is a disciple in his cult. And now he's trying to goad all the little kids to join the cult. Smackdown has a cult leader again. Yay! I'm just shaking my head. But but, but for real, the, the segment ends with the camera just zooming into the, the trophy, and I expected the Andre to wink. It's, it's amazing. This is so good. As in, Is that it for SmackDown? The main event was good. It's the only th- don't like it. It the, the whole thing was a half hour, so I'm not going to go into details about it. The only thing I took away from this is Jinder's finisher fucking sucks. What is Jinder's finisher? A cro- a Cobra Clutch Slam. Oh, which looks not impactful at all. It looks like Randy Orton just free-falled out of it. He didn't even slam him down. So he's a bad Sergeant Slaughter now. Yes. I mean, Sergeant Slaughter was bad for a while. Bad as in the I'm, I more mean just bad as in untalented. I mean, I wouldn't say Ginger's untalented. I'm just saying he needs to either make that look better or get a new finisher. It did, did, yeah. The crowd like totally not did not react to when he did it. They didn't even know it was the finish, which he needs a big flashy move. Which hopefully he'll get on Sunday or a week from Sunday when he wins the title. Well, maybe they can just do the Seth Rollins thing and steal another move from Kenny Omega for him. That'd be really funny. Wait, what if he gets the Rainmaker? They just flip that's, it. 
not stealing from Kenny Omega. I know, but I'm saying what if they steal from Okada instead? Give him the Rainmaker. I'm not sure that I would believe his clothesline to be very good. Have you seen his arms? They're very veiny. And also the fact that I'm comparing him to the JBL push. They should totally give him a clothesline. That'd be so that'd be so really good. But John. I hate all of this. So that was that was SmackDown. Would you like to hear about my problem with talking smack? Because I have one big problem. Okay. Actually, I should have two problems. One, Danny Bryan's not there. And two, I really hope this was a one-time thing. I hope this is not the new format, because this is the dirt worst. I, okay. So JBL is there with Renee, right? Doing the show. And beforehand, they announced, oh, we got guests, we got the Usos, we got... Uh, who else? I remember who else they, they announced was going to be on here. Whatever. The point is that they announced these guests and you know the format of, of Talking Smack. They welcome yeah. them in, they chat with them, they ad-lib, it's fun. That's not what happened on this show. Were they all pre-taped? Not only were they all pre-taped, they were like backstage interviews with Dasha. That, huh. that they cut to. And it felt like the show. It didn't feel like Talking Smack. It didn't feel, you know, lively or unpredictable. Uh-oh. I don't. I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. I I haven't heard a single person said a good thing about this. They need to not. This need to have. I'm hoping this was just because they were in London, and when they come back to the U.S., they go back to the old format. Because this, no. Please God, no. Don't ruin talking smack. That's what. That's all I have to say. Like I give the actual SmackDown a thumbs up, though. I liked it. Would you like to hear about Two Hundred Five Live? Hell no. Do you? But it, I'm obligated to tell you anyway. I mean, you're not. You just want to torture me. Did you watch any of it? I watched the beginning of it. I don't understand how you didn't think the crowd was super into Jack Yaller. They were into Jack Eller just fine. They were into Austin Aries just fine. It just felt like, a, you know, in the same way that every one of these talking segments goes. It's like, okay, yeah, the crowd is moderately interested because it's people they know. No, but, but they, oh, come on. What about the bit with the toast? It's pretty good. Where he says, I'm more of a red wine guy, and he got nuclear heat for it. <laughs> I was so mad that he likes wine over beer. Oh, it was so good. Even Jack Gallery's like, come on, guys, c- calm down. He's the good guy here. And then Neville comes out, and then he makes the subtle Brexit joke. Where he says that uh, Jack Gallagher is not a parody of England, England is now a parody of itself. He's not wrong. That's what I'm saying. The way that the, that the country is going, they are a parody of themselves now. Because they are fucking everything up. So when he said that, I went, oh, is he going to say it? But he, he didn't say it. But I knew what he meant. 
yeah, I, I like the I like that segment. What I found weird is that this show had only had two matches. Did you know that? No. Yep, only two matches. One was Tony Nese and Mustafa Ali, and Drew Gulak was not out there. But he was backstage looking upset at the TV again, which I felt was a step backwards. I I I prefer him coming out with his megaphone, but they did not do that. But I did appreciate that when Tony Nese kind of did a semi-high-flying move that uh, Tom Phillips instantly called it out going, Oh, I don't think Gruelock's going to like that. To which um, Corey Graves had to cover up say, Well, he was desperate there. He had to do it. I'm sure Drew Gulak will totally understand. I found that funny. But yeah, Ali won because there was no Gulak around. Match was good. The other match was... Oh, they also had a, a, a video package for Cedric. He's coming back. Are you excited? No. No, okay. We had the Brian Kendrick versus Akira Tozawa. I I actually enjoyed this match. It was actually a good match. Can you can you believe that the Brian Kendrick and the Akira Tozawa are both good wrestles? Did you know that? Yeah. Well, when they have time to actually wrestle, they put on a good match. And I feel like this is kind of like their pay-per-view match, since there's no way in hell they would put them on a pay-per-view. Because only the Cruiserweight title gets to be on there. But yeah, Kenner did this cool thing where he did a bridging dragon suplex. And then as soon then Tozawa kicked out, he reversed it into the captain's hook. Alright, then. That was cool. I, I did enjoy at one point the crowd... Instead of chanting, this is awesome, they, they chanted, this is ha-ha. No. I laughed. It was, no. It was pretty good. No, this audience is bad and needs to go to hell. Well, I mean, it's the London crowd. They could have done far worse. But yeah, Tozawa reversed the slice bread number two into a, a roll-up and he got the win. And because it was a roll-up and not like an actual finish, Kendrick immediately attacked the match word. And then... This crazy spot happened where he he took the steps, right? Took the top bars out, put Tozawa in, on the bottom parts, and then sandwiched him in there. And then just beat the shit out of him. I have not seen that before, and it was extremely cool. Alright then. And I think Tozawa might be dead. Because he was his head was crushed under those steps. And Ken and Kenner said that the final lesson is that no one messes with the Brian Kendrick, and that's the end of the show. I surprisingly enjoyed 205 Live. The crowd seemed to enjoy it as well. I'm going to give it a thumbs up. What would you think of NXT, Owen? I didn't watch it. Oh. Sorry. I was I was busy tonight. It's pretty good. I, I heard that. I, I, I checked Twitter and, and seen people were having a good time. Dalster Black beat a jobber. Named Cesar... Cesaro? No. Oh. Cesar... Benani, I think? Cesar Hernandez? Benini? No. He's a pitcher for the Phillies. Alistair Black kicked him in the damn face and won. It, it was an Alistair Black match. It was like three seconds? Uh, it's a little bit longer, maybe like two minutes. Oh. And did he do his meditation thing afterward? 
Oh, totally. He did his meditation thing during the match. Oh, okay. He... Are you telling me Alistair ma- Black is Zenyatta? He made a move like he was going to suicide dive out the ropes, and then he bounced off the ropes, and he went back in the ring, and he meditated. I think this Cause... guy is Zenyatta. No, he's too he's too metal to be Zenyatta, or too, uh... Well, I'm gonna say, Zenyatta is, like, made of metal, so... He is made of metal, but he's also all about, like, peace and stuff, whereas Alistair Black... Orbs at people. Yeah, but Alistair Black is made of... Are you sure he's not peaceful? Gothic he... Rage Against the Machine. He, he... Papa Roach, I guess. But he does meditate a lot, so I think he might be peaceful. Aside from the part where he kicks people. I don't, know. I don't know, man. He he rises out of the ground like a vampire man. All right, well, I think someone's got to go tweet at Alistair Black, ask him who does he mean in Overwatch. And I'm pretty sure it's Zenyatta. Fair. Anyway, th- a lot of the show was, uh, honestly, it was just like video promos for the most part. Yeah, because they, they, they need to build up for the pay-per-view in a week. Yep, so, yeah, they, they broke the, mo- the news about Ember Moon being dead, which sucks. Well, did you see that spot last week? Yeah! It she, looked like it sucked, and I looked at that as like, shit, no wonder. How did she miss the, the turnbuckle? Or how did she miss the ring pose? She totally flew out and killed herself. Was that intentional? I don't know. I feel like it might have been. I feel like if Oscar throws you, you're actually going to go, and like it's not your control of where you go. Yeah, that's the thing. So, I think it might be half Same and ballet. half. ballet. It might be half and half. Yeah, I'd, I'd buy it. But yeah, now it's Look, a triple threat. Same ballet. I have two questions. Yeah. One, who wins? Like, wasn't Ember Moon possibly going to win this? I think they can drive. No, I, th- I think that it was maybe possible, but I feel like they could totally get away with Asuka winning again. And two, why don't they make it a fatal five way? And add no. the, and add the iconic duo. No. No. They're pretty good. They didn't even like last man. What? They got thrown the fuck out. What the, is that giant Gonzalez person was there? That's not fair. They eliminated her, but it's still not fair. Took, it took a lot of energy out of them. So yeah, basically a bunch of video promos. So, hey, you want to know about Pete Dunne? You can hear about Pete Dunne. I hear, you he, hear, I hear he's the bruiserweight. He is the bruiserweight. You want to hear uh, Ruby Riot basically cut that promo that Corey Graves did when he had his face turned where he's talking about his tattoos that they showed a whole bunch? Wait, does she have tattoos that talk to her? No. no. Corey Graves also didn't have tattoos that talked to him. Oh, wait, that's Randy him. Orton. My bad. Yeah, that's Randy Orton, dog. Corey Graves just liked to talk about his tattoos, and, and that made him a face somehow, because old NXT was weird that way. Does she have tattoos that say stay down? No, she doesn't. What the fuck? She's cooler than that! Oh, does she have tattoos that say anything? Um, you know, I haven't really noticed. I mean, she didn't highlight one? Um, <clears throat> she, you know, she highlighted a bunch of, uh, some of them, but they're mostly just, like, designs. Oh, okay. 
and talk about how every single one is a, it was more like a general like every single one of these tattoos is a story for me i'm not going to actually tell you any of the stories but you know okay i, I guess that works I, I like her nikki cross had a had a sit down interview that was how long did she stay sitting a bunch of it it, it was as, as i wrote in the notes she's possibly a cat Maybe on drugs and definitely the fucking best. Oh my god! I mean, all of this is totally correct. She swatted the microphone that was like above them a bunch, like a cat. Uh, oh, wait, hold on. I thought Leah was the cat one. Yeah, I know, right? She walked like right up into the camera and was just screaming nonsense. Yes, yeah, that's what I was saying. That she. Sh- she shouldn't have been sitting. She should have just been walking around yelling. Oh, she would, she sat a whole bunch and basically was just like yelling Ruby and Asuka and demanding your championship. Oh, good. Okay, that sounds like just what I want. Okay. Give her the belt. We had another promo video for the Velveteen Dream. I this Patrick Clark videos are really good. I know, right? I'm I'm excited for this. As I wrote in the notes, Patrick Clark is alright. I hope he shows up at the takeover. He's hoping. Do you think that's what they're leading up to? Um... Nah, I could see him being an after takeover. Like, when when they get back to full sale, he re-debuts. Oh, but I think that'd be a huge... Like, all the eyes on him and have him fight like Danny Burch or something. Look, man, I think that would be super cool. I just don't think they're going to do it. Well, I mean, it is a uh, two and a half hour show, so they have the time. How many, also, how many matches are announced for that? Uh, Usually there's like five or six. Triple threat. Uh-huh. The title match. The tag team match. Who's in that? Or are we oh. talking about that later? We'll talk about that right now, actually. Uh... Let's let's talk about the matches that actually had happened on this show. Actually, before we do that, let's talk about the backstage promos because there are a couple aside from these video packages. Okay. Uh, the hair we're hanging out talking backstage. Cassius Ono. I don't like him. He's he's cool. I like Cassius. He made a com- bunch of comments about the building being bigger and things being bigger, and I was just like you were making it so easy to make fat jokes about you and i don't want to i'm not about that with cassius ono he's fat i mean you're just walking into them at this point my dude he's walking into it like an all-you-can-eat buffet and then uh andrade almost showed up and was all like and actually called him a paro i knew so it I guess he's the new alberto i told you that was what it was i told you they were just making them a parody of Alberto and his fucked up life. And now his com and uh fucking Cash just made a comment about how oh you'd like to care more about what happens after the match, because again, this storyline is terrible. Well no, but when you put in the context that he's Alberto, I'm I'm totally in. If they were willing to go with that, then but John, yes. they said he said Paro, so I'm pretty sure they're going it with it. Oh. He hasn't started dating a woman half his age yet, while still married, however. You need to wait for the periscopes to show up. 
Look, I'm just saying, until they lean into it all the way, I count me out. I mean, they, I don't think they can go that way, but they can imply oh, it. Oh, sure they can. They can imply it. Oh, sure they can. What? Who's going to be pissed off? Paige? It's not like she's ever coming back. Oh, they're doing the movie. That sucks. I want Paige to come back. Fake Paige may come back. That's true. Fake Paige is definitely coming back. Anyway, uh, so they're going to have a match next week. Isn't that cool? Oh, these two? Yeah. Also, Drew Gulak was hanging out getting interviewed backstage. What? Wait, what? Sorry, uh, Drew Galloway. Fuck, man, why'd you do that? McIntyre, whatever he's called now. I don't on, know. You did that on purpose. I honestly was, I saw the the part where you said Gulak is back looking upset at the TV backstage, caught my eye in the notes, and I got thrown for a second hey, man, there. I'm so excited. I'm like, Gulak's gonna get Tom and XT? Hell yeah, let's nope. go. Nope, Drew McIntyre. Fuck him. And guess who he gets challenged by? Tony Lorcan? Wesley fucking Blake! Who? Yeah, what? Wesley, not Murphy? No! Fucking Wesley Blake! Murphy's the good one, though. Who cuts a promo where he fucking is reading off, like, the side of the, the fucking screen. Fuck... Why? Is he still having stupid fucking piano music? Why? You know what? I'd be okay with it if they were still doing that weird, beautiful, blonde Wesley Blake thing. But it seems like it's not even that anymore. He was wearing a fucking, like, plaid shirt. Like, he's a fucking lumberjack man. A fancy lumberjack man. I'm a lumberjack and I'm alright. Anyway, you want to talk about the tag match? Okay. Gargano and Ciampa came out and were all like, Yo, we never got our actual rematch one-on-one because they threw the revival into that last one, and that was bullshit. We should get that. Huh? And then two other dudes who are, are cash men came out? Are, I Apparently... Okay, so one of them is Tino Santarelli, I believe his yes, name is. I, yeah, he's been. Uh, I, I forget. I forget the actual pronunciation, but yeah, he's been on. Yeah, I don't remember him at all. Sabatelli. Yeah, Sabatelli. That's the one. Yeah. And it's some friend of his. His name began with an R. But yeah, these I, guys have been around. I've never seen them before. Who are they? They've been on before. I guess I've just completely tuned them out every time they've appeared before this. I mean, they, they, they've been without gimmicks. They, their gimmicks now seems to be that they have money. I mean, that's a good gimmick. They, they talked a lot about how the one guy played for the NFL and was rich and comes to the, to the performance center in a Maserati. Right? Well. It's yeah, a thing. Yeah. Okay, I'm into this. Some yeah, basically this turned into a match, and it was a match. Guess who won the match? Um, the not them. That's right. It was DIY. Yeah, because of course but it was. Speaking of tag teams, you know who they need to debut soon? Who's that? Red shoes and white shoes. Wait. They signed the New Japan wrestler, the the New Japan referee. No. No, not that red shoes. 
It's uh, Angela Dawkins and his partner. Because they have this gimmick where they wear like track suits and they ha- one has red shoes and one has white shoes. And at the NXT shows I went to, they were the most over thing in the entire They're show. Still trying with Angela Dawkins. Oh, this gimmick totally worked. The crowd was I told you it's the most over thing. Okay. I, I'm not questioning it. I'm just like, wow. Like they They're still trying with Angelo Dawkins. They teamed with Ty Dillinger and they were more over than Dillinger. <laughs> Like, they're still trying with Angelo Dawkins. They are. It's great. I think. Remember the leaked promo videos all I those think, years I th- ago? I think it was Angelo Dawkins. Angelo Dawkins was te- was like supposed to be a heavy for Sasha. Yeah. That was almost four years ago, man. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm I'm looking up to make sure it was Angelo Dawkins. I'm thinking of. Anyway, the point is, uh, Regal came out and was all like, hey, you guys should have that match. You're going to have that match. And then who should show up but Paul Ellering and the AOP and be like, yo, motherfucker, if you want to have this match, okay, they're going to die and we're going to kill them. So that's cool. By the way, and then Re- John, yes, I looked it up. It is Angela Dawkins and, Mon- and uh, Montez Ford were the team. Sure. And it's funny, I looked up Angela Dawkins' white shoes, and the first article that comes out up is from Philly.com talking about that show that I went to and however okay. they were. All right. Great. Yeah, Angela Dawkins has got a great gimmick. They should de- re debut him soon, please. Oh, and do you want to know about this tag team no, match? I care about the red shoes and white shoes more. What if I told you the DIY and AOP were having a fucking ladder match? Wait. Ladder match! That's fucking rad! Did Dario come out and say it? No, he did not come out and say it. They had Regal say it, which is even cooler! Did Regal yell ladder match? He did. Yelled it? He didn't yell it like that, but he yelled it like, It's going to be a ladder match! Okay, cool. As long as he yells it, you know, you gotta yell about the ladder match. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, it's gonna be a ladder match for the tag team titles. That's awesome. Can the AOP climb a ladder? I don't know. That's a good question. That's why I think this is exciting because it's like, oh shit, AOP might not be able to win this match. Can like, it, can is there a single ladder that they can climb that won't crush under their weight? I mean, they can go call a big show and borrow his big gold ladder. Good old super ladder. What if they find the Stardust ladder in storage? I mean, that would not support their weight at all. It's just a normal ladder, but, like, be dazzled. But it's covered in polka dots. Yeah, but also it would not hold their weight. But it's covered in polka dots! Also, I'm pretty sure Cody took that with him. No, man, now it's covered in American flags, like his eyes. Oh, no. (laughs) It was the ladder, Mr. America, all along? Yes. Anyway, uh, so yeah, that happened, and then the main event was uh, the number one contenders match for who's going to take on uh, Bobby Roode at the NXT TakeOver Chicago. Uh-huh. This match was over 20 minutes. Was it worth the 20 minutes? Yeah, it was fantastic. Oh, Roderick Strong's pretty good, huh? 
Roderick Strong is pretty good, and this is exactly this is exactly the kind of match Atami needed. Atami needs some some things still, like I don't know, having new music. But what? I don't like Atami's theme. I'm okay with it. I feel like Atami's theme comes from a different era of NXT music. I feel like it's time to move on. Time to give him something cooler. Like what? I don't know. Something better than shitty, like, oh, it's Asian sounds, and then crunch, like, a kind of shitty crunchy guitar sound. also has a shitty Asian sounds theme, too. Except I like Tazawa's theme. It's got those cool horns. Because it sounds like the Kill Bill music? Yeah. Okay. It is pretty cool. It's pretty cool. And this match was really cool. Good. They had really good back and forth. I thought that they both did a really great job of, like, you know... Like, they both had their... It was a really good face-on-face match where they both had moments of being... Just looking like they were trying to fucking kill each other and going for broken being like... You know, that... uh, Watching this match made me get Roderick Strong in a way that I hadn't gotten him before. Because, like, I I saw what people meant by, like... This is Roddy Strong as a heel and, like, the crazy, like, fucked-up shit he does. And he's just, like, constantly, like, wrenching you. Um... He no, it was a face on face match, but like he he certainly went and into some heel moments at it. Okay, I was about to say like, with all those video packages, he has to be a face. I mean, I think that they did a, a really good dynamic of like you know having them both kind of have heelish moments in the sense of like these are two. Gu- yeah, these are two guys who are desperate and, like, willing to do whatever it takes. Like, literally, there's a, you know, one of the moves that Tommy does is, like, he makes like he's gonna knee him in the, f- knee, uh, fucking, uh, Roderick Strong in the face with, like, the, the knee drop that, uh, Flair always did. But instead, he just, like, jumps over his head and, like, kicks him in the back of the head with his, with the back of his foot. Ouch. Is, you know, not something that, like, hurts as much as it's just, like, like, even, you know, like, Nigel said it, or, or uh, Tom said it, I wasn't sure who, it was like, a show of disrespect there by Atami. Like, they had a lot of, they both had a lot of really good moments like that. Yeah, John, remember, I've been telling you that Roddy Strong is really good in the ring. I, I know, and I'm and that's what I'm saying, like, I finally, I finally see that ferocity that people like in him. Yeah, like I was telling you, it's in pretty that cool. Fatal Four Way Number Contender match, he was bringing that kind of fire, and I loved it. So, I'm glad you're getting on the Roddy train. Yeah, finally connected me with me, so that's cool. And he lost. Oh, yep. Wow. So Hideo Tommy, your number one contender after GTS. Is this match gonna gonna be good to take over? I hope so. Does Tommy have any shot of winning? I hope so. I don't think so, honestly. I think it's probably going to just be a hundred years of, of rude, but... The glorious era? Yeah. I I honestly just... I can't think of who would be a good champion right now, aside from Bobby Rude. Like, who would really benefit from it? I mean, I feel like Atami would probably be the best candidate, if only because, like, 
he needs he needs something to put him over the edge because he's been gone for so fucking long that like he really needs something to kickstart his momentum. But I don't know. I feel like this would be too early. I also agree that this would probably be too early. Oh, aside from just like a surprise thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's weird, but I'm I'm excited for this match certainly just because I I like Tommy. I want to see him do well. I want to see a you know Bobby Roode have a cool match. Good. Well, let's try to be positive heading into it. I want a reason to like Bobby Roode's wrestling as much as I like his character. And I know that his wrestling is good and he's doing a different, he's doing a very different classic heel thing that totally works. But, you know. Don't let Mistaken hear you questioning Bobby Roode. I'm not questioning Bobby Roode, Mistaken. He'll come after you. I'm just saying. Fun fun fact, when I. He needs, he needs some more people to operate on the level that he's operating on. Fun fact, John, last week, remember when I said that Mistaken was going to yell at you? I know, he did. You sent me the the shot. Oh, good, make sure. I'm just letting the fans know. Yeah, he yelled at you after the show to me. It's pretty good. Anyway, that's that's the NXT. It's pretty good. Good, thumbs up. Yeah, I'll give it a thumb up. We say wrestling's terrible, yet every show got thumbs up except for the Monday night. I mean, I would not be giving SmackDown a thumb up well, if I you're not watched it all and one, you know. Yeah, one, you did not watch it all, so you're disqualified. And two, I'm the SmackDown editor. For better and for worse. We're gonna have a superstar shake up this soon. What? No. That's not you how You heard me. Not, yep. No, John, because then I I can't let you, you know, destroy my child. SmackDown, I've been crafting a realm of of possibilities and positivity, and I don't want you to set it on fire like you're doing with the Monday nights. Look, man, Monday is setting itself on fire. I'm just sitting back and watching it burn. Actually, you're pouring gasoline on top of it in your weekly article over at ProWrestling.Cool. Just saying. I mean, it more feels like the gasoline's being poured on me. It's a it's a gasoline party. Everyone's invited. This has been Heel Turn, a production of ProWrestling.Cool. It's not just cool, it's dot cool. It's a website. Go to it. We do stuff on it. It's great. Yeah, it is. It's also funded by crowdsourcing the monies. It's funded by viewers like you, so if you want to you know, help us out, if you like the content, you like everything you're hearing here, uh, why don't you go uh, over to uh, patreon.com slash pwc and maybe chip us a dollar or something. Yeah, for, a month? Yeah, for just, a dollar a month is pretty cool. Yeah, for just a dollar a month, you get uh, the show notes for this show, which are pretty special. And if you want to spend more money, you get even cooler things. Yeah, like you can, you know, get exclusive podcasts or be a guest on the pre-show that's exclusive to the live stream. And uh, a bunch of other stuff on there. You can just check out the page and read it yourself. Of course, we do this live every uh, Wednesday, 9.30 p.m. Eastern over at Mixler.com slash Zonecast. And remember that you can keep abreast of all the wonderful information that we are up to by checking us out on Facebook at Facebook.com slash PWDOTC or on Twitter at The Heel Turn. Now other than that, you can find me on Twitter at I'm John GM and other places, probably. I'm on Twitter at underscore Ozone and on Twitch at Twitch.tv slash Ozone Online. I'm... 
trying to get into the the, li- the live streaming outside of this. It's it's going pretty well. You and I should talk. We, we should All right, we, we should do it. We should do something. All right then. All right, so uh, we will be back next week for another episode, which will include my backlash predictions. Are you excited? Sure. They're they're doing that graphics thing again, where everyone looks super crazy with the blue eyes. Have you seen the Brazango one and the Usos one? Because it's pretty much the best. I have not. I will send it to you after the show. So we'll be back next week, and until then, y'all come back now. You hear? This podcast is a part of the Zonecast Network, produced and edited by Owen Douglas. Find more of our shows at zonecast.com.